Dave Wanstead is listed as a former NFL coach from from the from the Chicago by, of the oh boy. Well, well I don't got Dave Rayman Cole because your mic is shot. Tell him throw the flag. I knew it was you all along, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you for different reasons. I'm going hungry. I'm not going on the rocket. Welcome to episode 185 of Throw the Flag. We're here with an eye-rolling Creole and a politely laughing Hankins. How are you guys? Doing well. That's really uh, our that's really our bits, isn't it? An eye-rolling mm-hmm. Creole and a polite laughing Hankins. You don't get an eye-roll from, from Freezer too, too often. I guess uh, quoting the bard does that to you, <laughs> Freezer. Did you see that William Shakespeare got the second vaccination today? Yeah, I got a spear for you to shake. Dolly old England. Yeah, yeah. 81 year old William Shakespeare. 81 year old woman got the very first one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See how long they last. (laughs) They're dead already. Don't cry (laughs) for me. I'm already dead. (laughs) Isn't a vaccine technically just like a a weakened great COVID to the fucking heart, baby? Yeah, it's it's got the code in there. It's going to reprogram some some cells. It's like a game genie. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like the sound of that. Um, speaking of game genies, ooh, that's a good oh, segment. Ooh, that is a pretty good one. <laughs> several several teams wish that they had a game genie <laughs> this week. Um, we are uh, as we are during this time of year, fresh off the playoff selections, and uh, just like this time of year, only one of us watched it. Uh, Freezer uh, literally you know, forgot it was something. Yeah, you know, it really doesn't matter to the last week, but they still give an indication of where the committee thinks teams are. The top six teams stayed the same. Um, so it's Alabama one, followed by Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. That's the top four. Then it's Texas A&M and Florida at five and six. They bumped up Iowa State to number seven. They leapfrogged number eight, Cincinnati. And then there's just a whole bunch of mess after that. Yeah. Um, Coastal Carolina took BYU's spot. They flip flopped. So Coastal Carolina's 13 and BYU's 18 after they played this week. And then mm. the rest is the same old people that are in it every week. It's kind of like the committee knew exactly what BYU was. <laughs> yeah. They didn't <laughs> give them like, much respect. It's almost like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, they were right. I mean, yeah, give them props for – all right, I'm going to – you know, even as I was saying that, I didn't believe it, so I'm not going to be dishonest on it. The motherfuckers took a home game with Coastal Carolina, and we're supposed to act like they're really out here soliciting the hardest fights, which I get it. It's COVID time and everything's crazy. Sure. Hey, man, don't give me Coastal Carolina. But that's Carolina. their slogan, the play us anywhere, anytime, anyhow, uh, any way you want it, that's the way we need it. Um <laughs> So they fell flat on their face. You know, it's, it's one of those things that if, uh, if you win, you look good. But if you lose, season's over. Like, they could have just stayed where they were, not played anybody, and gone to the Cotton Bowl or something. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I mean, CCU was undefeated, and they is. still are. They still are. <laughs> Could you Shanta name Clears. an opponent? They could go all the way this year. Mm-hmm. Could you name an opponent? I do, have but only beaten. because I looked at their schedule. They they they've beaten Louisiana, who's like number twenty ish, mm-hmm. and Louisiana beat Iowa State, mm-hmm. so they've got a transitive win there. That's pretty good. Speaking of, uh, you know, as, as, we, as we are in the beginning of this episode, if, if we could just take a, a, a wee moment to talk about the beginning of the... Uh, a wee of, moment. Just a wee moment. Kiss the Blarney Stone. Where's the hash? Where's the hash? Give me some hash to eat. And a pint. Give me if we could just take a, a, a small moment to, to look at the, the, the game that kicked off the college football week. Um, did any of y'all watch the Louisiana App State game? It got crazy while I was watching it. For some reason, and I never watched, like, barely yeah, real crazy. the SEC. But, you know, for me to watch, for me to watch this game Friday was, was, a, was a, a moment in time. Um, Louisiana might have the worst long snapper in the history of <laughs> so bad that they said you know what we're just gonna fucking take a safety and see where it takes us he, <laughs> snapped, hell with it. he snapped four punts over the punter's head four one per quarter he snapped one over uh the uh, uh holder's head for an extra point and he even snapped it over the holder's head uh in a field goal uh attempt that got stopped because they were icing the kicker i don't know why you're icing the kicker when the long snapper is like He's already like, uh, he's uh, in a glacier or something. Yeah. What's his name from The Simpsons? Oh, uh, what's what's the guy's name? The used car? Gil. Gil. Gil? Oh, I gotta snap this ball, guys. I think this one's gonna make it where it's supposed to go. No, they got old Gil again. It's gone through the uprights. So, Louisiana, can you explain that the safety they took? Um, because well, they took two safeties. I apologize. Mm-hmm. One is the punter kicked it out of the end zone, which you can't do. So it was a flag that had no penalty. Would you say uh, they threw the flag? They threw the flag there. He said it. Um, what's up, Gavin? And uh, the second safety that they took, it was a legitimate, you know, uh, they, they, they successfully snapped the ball to the quarterback. The quarterback. He turned his back on the line yards. of scrimmage and ran 40 yards as fast as he could. Right. So they were up three. Mm-hmm. When they did that, or they were, I'm sorry, they were up they five, were five yeah. mm-hmm. making it a three point game. Yes. Why would you not just take They couldn't move? punt the ball. So they had well, a better punt because the long snapper field position. Can't, yeah. Yeah. They could win get, field if position you, better. If you go for it and miss it, you give them the ball at the 40 yard line. Whereas if you give them two points, you get a functional special teams player, uh, a Sarah Fuller, if you will, um, out on the field to kick the ball the length of the field and, and give your defense a shot, which they took and won. The, the strategy paid off. Then why would you not do that just risking the safety rather than outright taking the safety? Because if you have a, a, a certain turnover there, it's going to give them the ball at worst at the 40-yard line. Nah, you've always been in big Louisiana's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just one of the things, the, the risk-reward, they were just like, we can't execute this play. That so is the, we've, like, we'll, I've never seen such little confidence in yeah. any player at any position. Ever. Ever in sports. Is just about the only 
<laughs> we're going to take a 40 yard safety as opposed to <laughs> try, like we're not going to throw a 15 yard hitch we're not just going to throw okay. a hail mary and hope the defensive backs mistakenly intercept it thus functioning as a punt we're not going to do any of that we're going to hand the ball to the we're going to snap the ball hopefully to the quarterback and we're going to give him the instructions run like hell son run like hell waste as much time as you can and then just take two points brilliant Coaching waiting for LSU. And they still almost won the game. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, let's, uh, let's do something a little bit different and start in the Big Ten this week. Ooh, that's okay. where the action is. We just had a cancellation today. Um, shimmy those shoulders, Hankins. Um, <laughs> just had a cancellation today on uh, what is usually the Big Ten's biggest game of the year but has certainly dwindled it since Harbaugh signed on that dotted line in, in Ann Arbor. Uh, there's no Ohio State-Michigan game this year. Well, there hasn't been one for years. <laughs> Is that the game genie that Harbaugh used to contract <laughs> COVID? He, he instructed his players to go kiss. Kiss <laughs> anything you can find, just kiss it. Do you kiss think everything? Like he told those children about drinking milk. Just kiss all the people you can find. Just kiss everybody that you can get. And just kiss all the people your little bodies can take. Oh my God. Um, so where does this leave Ohio State? There's rumors about them making up a uh, uh making up a game. Is that a possibility, Freezer? Nah, they're just gonna sit where they are. I think if if anyone's learned anything from this past weekend, if the BYU scenario. Um, don't go schedule somebody good. Sit where you're at. Don't go chasing uh, waterfalls. The college football playoff committee wants Ohio State in the in the final four for them eyeballs. They are they're a big draw. They're a big name. Uh, they actually have a good team, but unfortunately, they just haven't been able to get more than five games in. Um, <laughs> there is no reason for them to schedule uh, Texas A&M, which is some pipe dream, or to schedule a I don't know, somebody like a Purdue or an Illinois or something, some weird makeup game. Just stay at 5-0. and oh. And um, A&M would be crazy to take them either. Like, I agree. A&M is sitting fairly pretty if, you know, if, if, if the, Notre Dame were to beat Clemson again. And, and Alabama beats Florida, then it, it's looking pretty good for one or both of those teams. Mm-hmm. And, so, yeah, it shouldn't happen. It stinks that the, the Ohio State-Michigan game isn't going to be played. It would have been ugly. It probably would have – uh, poured more gasoline on the Harbaugh fire. Um, still don't know if he's going to make it or not, or if they're going to want to cut ties. I heard a report today that uh, Harbaugh is going to take a hidden salary to yeah. give money to assistants. So yeah. I guess he's going to stick around unless an NFL team him. comes calling. They're going to keep him unless somebody comes and takes Like They're not going to fire him. He's not going to leave unless yeah. the NFL comes calling. He's going to redistribute his salary to assistant coaches because that's the problem. That is the issue as they, mm-hmm. as they lured away uh, Gaddis from Alabama. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he got paid pretty well and, and other high priced assistants. Now that's the issue is we don't have enough. I need to spend this money on people to help me do my job rather than me just doing my doing job. It, well. Yeah. And the, the big Ten's already posturing to get, Ohio State in the championship game. Anyways, yeah. There's already a, Hey, we'll look at the rules. And there's already a thing of, if there is no opponent they can reschedule on the twelfth, then there's a loophole that says, "Ah, you know, we can we can throw we can throw you in the championship game." Um, it's all right there. 
Yeah, they'll they'll definitely find some way to get him in the championship mm-hmm. game in the conference championship game. Um, <laughs> Hankins, I agree with you. It's um, I don't think that money is a real issue when it comes to assistance anymore. No, you know, <laughs> Belima went from Wisconsin to Arkansas uh, famously so he could pay his assistants more. Maybe that was the case. Maybe Wisconsin was unusually stingy, and Arkansas just had that Jerry Jones money, but. I just don't see how Gaddis – Gaddis must have just hated it in Tuscaloosa and, you know, wanted to find a new beginning in, in Michigan. Um, I don't think any assistant – anything that's going to make an assistant coach come to a college is going to be, hey, is it a good fit? Do I think I can win here? Can I use this as a stepping stone to a, to a head coaching job? Like, I think this scenario – What are the differences? Like 110,000, uh, a million yeah. point one and a million point three? Yeah, th- this is just a scenario just to save face. Uh, they don't want to fire him now and take the hit on the money. He doesn't want to quit and look like a quitter because he's a Michigan man. So they're both just you know, representing the brand of whatever. They're sticking together through these tough times. You know, Roll the dice. Maybe next year he can, I don't know, go 9-2 and two or 10-2 and two or something and save some face. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just trickling down to they're eventually going to have to cut ties with them. They just don't want to do it now because the environment isn't – the environment and the money just isn't there. It's just not the right time. That's the thing that I can't understand is what are they looking for? Like, what is the th- – like, Freezer just laid out a, a perfectly realistic scenario that he comes back next year, things are okay. They do go hire a hotshot offensive coordinator that modern – all those things. Let's say all those things fall into place. They're still ten and two, which I understand is fine. That's but the ceiling. Yeah, it ain't. They're 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 not going to be in a, a realistic position to beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Is you know you talked about this a couple of weeks ago and kind of tied it to when you, uh, you know, interacted with some Michigan fans um, in the in the bowl game last year um, against Alabama. The if. The two of us remember, and I'm sure a lot of Alabama fans remember, when Alabama went 10-2 and two with Brody Croyle and Mike Shula, we were ecstatic. We were ecstatic because – I'm going to check you on that one. I don't think any of us were ecstatic after that Iron Bowl. Not after the Iron Bowl, no. But, I mean, that's where we that, – that's, that's the exact scenario we're in. He loses the Iron Bowl every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every single year we're, we're stoked about a 10-2 and two record because we haven't seen double digits in the win column in, you know, eight, nine years. Um, is that what Michigan is just going to be perpetually? Or, you know, not perpetually, but for, for a decade or two. Yeah, I think it's clear Harbaugh isn't the savior. Um, and they just haven't come to terms with how to graciously, for him to graciously exit. So they're doing this other strategy of, we're going to show the next coach that we are willing to invest in assistant coaches, I guess. Uh, but that's the best they can do now. Um, Fraser, do you, can you think of any analogy to this? Is there any other coach that has been in this situation that you can think of right off the top of your head where they just will not get rid of him? Gus Malzahn. Gus, Gus comes, came to mind as I was saying that, but like, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess that's a pretty good analogy, um, except for Auburn's Gus. better than Michigan. But Gus has beaten Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does have that. He and does have the trump card there. Have they beaten – they haven't beaten Georgia. Has Gus beaten Georgia? Yeah, that year they yeah. went to the SEC title oh, yeah. in, yeah. in 17, they did. Yeah, Prayer and Jordan Hare or whatever. 
yeah, um, I, I'm going to yeah. think about that. I'll have to come back next week with a, some sort of scenario like that. Cause it's, I, I mean, in the eighties, they gave one. coaches like 12 years. Frank Beamer was terrible for a while, but recently well, I, it doesn't seem to, the, to pop the other, up the other piece, the other ingredient to this pie is a blue blood, a blue mm-hmm. blood program that would put mm-hmm. up with this shit. And like Auburn, it's hard for me to determine if Auburn's a blue blood or not. To me, they are because they kick the shit out of us fairly frequently. So it helps me to look at them like that. And we're close to it. So I see how big their fan base is and how rapid it is. And I quite frankly don't see Auburn as a lower tier team to any of the other major blue bloods. They don't have the the trophy case to show it. But, you know, nobody wants to fucking play them. Um, but Michigan is – Top five, I mean, they're the winningest program ever. They're definitely a top five program, no matter how you slice and dice it. They're the bluest of the bloods. Why do they put up with this shit? And especially, they're a blue blood in a way that Ohio State is not a blue blood. Yeah. Like, they were there first. They're, they had the first giant stadium. They've got everything. What the fuck are they doing? For them to know. keep Harbaugh around and act like the assistant coaches are the problem or yeah. – it's getting them the like you know a, a couple more bedrooms and a bath on, on an assistant oh coach's house guys, is, do you think we did this it's throwing away is, another year do you think this is our fault that harp that the that the the brass at michigan are just raiding the coaches and they refuse to give out a zero or one. Yeah, well, this, this, this isn't even a rating, a score on our chart. I mean, we have fired the coordinators and fired <laughs> the coach. the coordinators more. Paid we got to update the sheet, boys. This is like a 3.5 of, like, you're not going to back up the Brinks truck for the coach, but you are for the assistants. But he's on thin ice. I don't know what it is. It's it's a lot of different also, variables. It's not really a, they're not spending any more in their program. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, there it's a net a net they're of zero. They're redistributing the wealth like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Socialism at its worst, am I right? Jeez, Louise. I'm gonna start it. Count the votes. Get the, get the drunk the lady count. To count the I don't know. What Stop are we supposed to be doing? Stop the steal. <laughs> oh. Um, they should get Benito Santiago to be the front man for Stop the Steal. <laughs> There's three people who are fucking going to be dying when they hear that reference. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anything else in the Big Ten? Uh, I mean, Indiana-Wisconsin was a football game. It was. Uh, it was it a looked game. like a football it game. game. Uh, like, I'm so negative all the time. I feel like I should be positive in this. It was a wonderful moment when they're doing the socially distanced post-game interview with the Indiana coach and five or six of his players just stopped to pat him on his back and say, love you coach. Um, This guy right here is great recruits come play for him. Like that's, that's a dude that's doing it in a way that most people aren't doing it. And I mean, yes, again, at a small, at a school like that, who doesn't have a football pedigree, you get those opportunities. It's the same thing that lets Matt Campbell cry at the end of his post game and be so emotional about I can't believe we accomplished this. And, you know, it is college. And, like, I get lost in it because I'm an Alabama fan and we're essentially a professional franchise. So it's a different beast with how mm-hmm. we watch football. But for those cats, that is everything. To fucking win that many games at Indiana and get to the title game, that's big shit. So kudos to them. Yep. Uh, Who's so your daddy indeed? Yeah, officially Northwestern clenched their division. And the East is still, you know, up in the air. So. Mm-hmm. 
Northwestern versus TBA, probably Indiana, maybe Ohio State. We'll see. Um, Let them play. Just let them play. Stop the steal. Uh, Stop the steal in the Pixwill, in the Pac-12. They all suck. Just yeah, as we predicted, no, nothing, no. Nothing, nothing fun. Nothing fun really happened. There, uh, Cal Oregon was a football game. Yeah, there, there's two undefeated teams still: USC and Colorado. That seems impossible. I know you're right, but that seems impossible. Yeah, for you oh. to tell tell me that both undefeated teams are in the well, south. Stat for you guys: Pac-12 mm-hmm. stat. So, do you guys remember what happened on October 5th, 2019? I do not. It was 430 that. days ago. One Kevin Sumlin in Arizona last won won their last football game. So Whoa. it's been 430 days, 11 games. They've gone 0 and 11 since then. So it's been 430 days. 430 since. days and 200 seconds. That's how long it's been since how they've won a football game. Hankins boy. Uh, you know, his boy over there at Arizona Emphasis uh, on has boy. been really sucking <laughs> it up. Mm. Who was the quarterback that Hankins like Tyreek? Khalil Tate. Khalil Tate. Khalil he, was, he had like two 500-yard games back-to-back, and damn Hankins you, was there. sold on Damn you, Greg McElroy. You, you, he is, was the voice that sold me on Khalil Tate mm. when, when we don't get all the data points we need. And that was a Rich Rodriguez <laughs> coached Khalil Tate, and then someone took him over, and you're like, well, someone can coach a quarterback. Johnny, so he's a, he's a Johnny the, Menzel the, waiting to happen. accelerate this. That was before the, the mouse left his house and uh, yeah. Rodriguez's umbros. So I will now forever until the end of this podcast, if this losing streak continues and they don't fire him, I'm going to add those days every week, you know, add seven. So we'll see how, how long this bit goes. I feel like this is all my fault. Like they were handling <laughs> football program until I stuck my neck out for them. Mm-hmm. And it's then the Hankins curse went to work. Let's see. Who do they play this week? They... Wait, they host Arizona. That's got to be Arizona State. <laughs> <laughs> Just, we're going to have a scrimmage, boys. Yeah. We're going to get this win one way or the other. <laughs> Kevin Sumlin, Kevin Sumlin in those Spider-Man outfits pointing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Just Kevin Sumlin and Lovey Smith pointing at each other. <laughs> and for some reason, they got nooses around their necks. I don't know. Freezer, no, 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 no. Those are just garage door openers. Come on. <laughs> don't get confused. <laughs> They've been there for years. I almost launched into a soccer story this gen- just then, but I caught myself. Nice try, <sighs> fucker. <laughs> I had a real good tie-in. Let's just say it involved a player, a coach yelling, "Why did you say Negro?" Any <laughs> uh, anything y'all y'all uh, y'all found interesting at all in the ACC? The Syracuse could not hang around Notre Dame. At least it looked like they were going to for a little bit. Ian Book is the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history with 30 wins. I will repeat that stat. Ian Book is the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. Yeah, it seems weird. 30 wins? I guess if you think about it, you know, back when Notre Dame was – They won 10 games a season for a while now. It seems like when Notre Dame was really good, at like in the 60s and 70s, you know, they probably started junior quarterbacks and just rotated the next junior up there. So they I played it happening. Seems weird, but but in a program with Joe Montana, right? Brady Quinn, Joe Montana. 
<laughs> Rick Meyer, Mandy Patinkin. Ron um, Paulus? Probably Ron Paulus. Probably some old guy who's got a trophy name for him. Maybe sure. Paul Hornering. Is Paul Hornering a Notre Dame guy? Probably. Probably I hope yeah. so. Some some dude with an old name that just sounds racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like bet they've got a tug. Yeah. I bet there's mm-hmm. a tug in the history of Notre Dame quarterbacks. Steve Chinaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else happened to ACC? Uh, Clemson clinched the other spot in the ACC title game, and they have a week off until they play Notre Dame. Are we? Uh, are we? Do we need to reset our Notre Dame take? Like, are we just basing it on the fact that we kicked the shit out of them in a championship game, and the other time they got the playoffs, Clemson kicked the shit out of them, but Clemson also kicked the shit out of us this, that year? Like, do we need to reset? Only if Notre Dame beats Clemson a second time will I think about resetting. I won't officially reset, but I will consider it. I'm with you, Freezer. I'm with you. Somebody got to do it twice. Like, oh, do you think Alabama nice. can compete with Notre Dame? Like, yes, we'll beat the shit out of them. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't say. And fundamentally, they are a sound team. They're 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 fundamentals. Like the lines, they're both of their lines of scrimmage are very good. Um, could not name you a skills player that they have other than Ian Book, but. Mm-hmm. They keep winning, uh, but I have no faith, A, that they're going to beat Clemson with the full mm-hmm. compliment. I mean, we keep forgetting that they did beat the backup mm-hmm. when they beat them. And, and that backup threw for like 400 yards. Yes, though. and Clemson so was absolutely in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think that fucking Trevor Lawrence is going to carve them up, mm-hmm. um, at which point we will, we will remain right. I just wanted to give us the opportunity to get on the right side of history, but I think we already are. Yeah, agreed. Notre Dame isn't back. Even yeah, even if they like squeak by with a win against Clemson, they're still not back. I mean, Ian Book is is good. Uh, he is he's he's a slower, a little bit less accurate Johnny Manziel. Well, you know, backyard football, Johnny. He plays backyard football. He is the kind of quarterback that can have a Stephen Garcia day against an Alabama. He is the, he is the model for that. Sure. Um, so it's it's possible, I guess, but I just I can't believe it. I I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's just mm-hmm. that I don't want to believe it, but I can't believe it. And they're in the ACC, so there's also that. Yep, this will be their first conference title if they can beat uh, Clemson in two weeks. You know, it is hilarious. I think I I guess it wasn't at, when we went through our. Uh, this must have been in a production meeting or something like that. But I distinctly remember before the season started. Uh, the most 2020 thing to happen is going to be Notre Dame winning the champion, the <laughs> conference championship. <laughs> yep. Just so like, you know, it, you'll, you'll be at like a, uh, <clears throat> a Louisville or Georgia tech game in in 30 years. And there'll be like a, a the trivia scoreboard on the big scoreboard um, before the game. Who won the, uh, who won the uh, conference championship in 20 or oh, welcome, welcome to 2020. Clemson, right? Notre Dame. What? And it's yeah. Ian Book with like a walker. You mean that mm. program they shut down for murdering all those kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian Kelly really turned it on up in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask this about Notre Dame. Um, put them in any other conference this year. Are they in the exact same place? I think in the Big 12, sure. Pac-12, definitely. Pac-12, definitely. Big Ten, I, I think Ohio State would, would wipe their wipe – their, uh, knock their doors off. And I think Alabama and Florida would, so nah. – I think Florida would. Yeah. 
Still don't know how I feel about them. We'll get to that later. Uh, Big 12. Uh, no one cried. Um, Oklahoma State uh, beat Baylor. Um, did they? Did they come back and win that game? Or am I getting my weeks mixed up? Did Okie State lose last week or this week? <laughs> Oklahoma Time State, they lost circle. to TCU this past TCU week. TCU this week. That's right. right. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry. For some reason, I was looking at a uh, 2014 <laughs> results is what Shawnee was looking at. <laughs> yeah. You, you got a Iowa State clinched. Oklahoma know. beat Baylor. Is what yes. <laughs> um, so the uh, the championship game is uh, is set. It's 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 clinched. Mm-hmm. Both teams mm-hmm. clinched their mm-hmm. uh, their berths mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the uh, title game. Uh, Hanky, who you got? Uh, it's Oklahoma, unfortunately. Um, I would love for the plucky underdog Iowa State Cyclones with their crying coach, um, who is. <laughs> He, he said it with such disdain, like <laughs> not, not four minutes after you. Like, and, you know, good for him because you know this is what the game's all about. You know, it's we didn't get into it for big cars or you know uh, making speeches like Davis when he does. We got into it, feel exactly like Matt Campbell felt at midfield at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. He cried later. on TV. Right, if this bitch pussy, <laughs> <laughs> if this pussy ass coach of theirs. But I, I do think without the magic of Cyclone Stadium and the militias that surround that place chanting, um, I just don't think that, that they're going to have enough horses to hang with. And Oklahoma, who's not going to save their season, but who would certainly love to have this win and to say we won the Big 12 in a season where they, didn't, they don't get anything else. Yeah, and if Oklahoma was essentially written off by everyone in September. I think they started out 0-2 <laughs> in the conference. Um yeah, Oklahoma. It's the same thing with a uh, that I say about Notre Dame is I don't believe in Iowa State till they do it twice. Sure, they can get Oklahoma once, like Notre Dame got Clemson, but I don't yeah. see a, a rematch going the same way. No, I think Oklahoma is just too good. They've got the athletes. I think there'll be distractions with Iowa State's coach. You know, uh, managing yes. some calls from other schools, yes. talking to his agent. Um, you know, his heart will be Fine, supposedly on Kleenex. the game. But I just don't see them losing or beating Oklahoma twice in the same season. It just won't happen. I, no. Oklahoma is, is the class of the league, and they're back in the championship game, and they won't mess up again. And they've been playing pressure-free football for three yeah. months now, <laughs> just <laughs> rolling out the balls, not having anything to worry about. And they this is the first time they've had a real thing to play for since they played Texas. So, yeah, yeah I think they'll, they'll – they'll, you know, I don't think it might not – they might not roll them up, but – yeah, I'll beat them. In the end, yeah. the horses are one out. Rattler. Creel, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you mentioned uh, um, coaches potentially taking calls from other uh, other jobs. Um, because the there's so little that happened in the SEC. Let's go ahead. And Hello, break Ernest Head Coach here with a trip oh. to the coaching carousel. Um, oh man, I really should have, really wish I had just thought of that better. It launched into a freezer. We need to start this over and you need to, um, you need to uh, do, maybe the count needs to come to the circus or something like that. Ooh, Ooh, welcome, kiddies. (laughs) Um, He's in his crypt. uh, We have five uh, five teams who have fired uh, fired coaches so far. Uh, South Alabama, South Carolina, 
Southern Miss. <laughs> well, there's a, a thing. A lot of South. <laughs> Utah State and Vanderbilt. Um, two of those two of those teams have uh, hired uh, replacements. Southern Miss replaced Jay Hobson with Tulane offensive coordinator Will Hall. Why even try? Good for him. Uh, South Carolina's uh, coaching search lasted pretty shortly, if, especially if you measure it by Tennessee standards. They replaced Shane Beamer <laughs> with Oklahoma assistant head coach. Or I'm sorry, Will Muschamp with Shane Beamer, uh, son of Frank Beamer, Oklahoma's assistant head coach. There was uh, there were rumors throughout the season that Beamer was uh, <clears throat> going to try and wait out um, wait out uh, Justin Fuentes. He's uh, not going to have to wait long. <laughs> so um, I guess he really wanted the South Carolina job. Um, Utah State hasn't found a replacement. Uh, Steve uh, Steve Campbell was out I of think, South Alabama. I think they when Jerry Sloan died, that really messed up their coaching search. It's true. It's mm-hmm. very true. Um, and uh, I guess the big one is, uh, if you can call it that, Derek Mason out at Vanderbilt. Yeah, so they uh, they fired him after the uh, they lost to Missouri like forty to nothing. Um, yeah. he'd been there what six or seven years. Never really got the momentum going from James Franklin's tenure. Uh, they just it's it's Vanderbilt's gone back to the Vanderbilt of old, just being non competitive, non exciting. Um, I don't know. They fell off a cliff. It's going to be a hard job for whoever gets it. If they, I think honestly, they need to go with someone who considers that as their last job find a david cutcliffe mm. you know find somebody that's somebody that's about to die yeah uh because i think trying to get a hot and a young and hot coach that person's just gonna leave or they're gonna fail miserably i i just I don't hear they've I got don't a great women's soccer program maybe that guy can coach mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he did i win mean the there SEC. are nine-year-olds <clears throat> walking this earth not knowing a world where a white man coaches a Vanderbilt team. Well, I don't know. They kind of know. They're questioning the first three years, mm-hmm. faux show. Sure. <laughs> um, you know, Derek Mason, I hope they just keep getting former Titans. That's what I would like this to turn into. I'd like to see Eddie George manning the sidelines. The ghost Commodore of Steve Stadium. McNair. He'd be a good addition. He'd be a hell of an right. He'd be a better offensive coordinator than what they have now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or well, the woman that murdered him. She's there. Yeah, really bad tasting women. Clyde Dog. Maybe Clyde Dog can come in and coach. Um, Frank so Wachek is my pick, just by the way. <laughs> Vanderbilt win, uh, you know, 0 and 8 this year. They, they never broke more than six wins. Um, what Derek Mason kind of did for the program, though, um, I mean, somehow. Threatened they to beat Dan Mullen's ass. That's what he did for the program. Yeah, that's a highlight. <laughs> um, you know, he, of course, it took Tennessee's darkest years in, in generations but Vanderbilt beat Tennessee back to back to back or just two times in a row um he also took took him to two games you know this is me defending Jim Harbaugh's record all, all, all of a sudden but took him to two bowl games uh the Independence Bowl in 16 and the Texas Bowl in, in 18 so you know there's some things that Derek Mason did yeah the the 10 game season this year of all conference opponents for teams like Vanderbilt does not help them one bit I know we love it for for being on the other end of the spectrum but when you're down that low and you just get your your butt beat 10 times it's that's tough yeah it's hard to yeah. have winnable games but you know under Derek Mason we did not I, I didn't I can't speak for everybody until this year I did not look at them as the old Vanderbilt it felt like yeah. they, they didn't think they were going to win a fucking championship or anything crazy, but it felt like, hey, man, you're playing Vanderbilt. You're, you're 
probably going to play hard to beat them because they're a tough physical bunch and they're they're going to work through their limitations and they're going to give you a game. They gave they beat Georgia, right? Wasn't that one of Kirby's early losses? Yeah, I think so. And then, you know, they they give Florida – they'd scare Florida here and there. Again, those programs were down in some cases. They did beat Tennessee. Um, but, I mean, it's fucking Vanderbilt. Like, I don't really understand – I mean, I do because they didn't yeah. win a game. I understand that you – it's hard when you don't win a game. But, like, Derek Mason or a Derek Mason type is as good as you're going to get there. At least he had a name. At least in Nashville people knew him. Again, Frank Wycheck, Music City Miracle. He's sitting right there, ready yeah. to go. What what sort of system can work there? Can they go grab the dude who left Georgia Tech a couple years ago, run an option attack, do something different, or do you think they just got to go with some spread Brett offense guru Venables. or something? Brett Venables. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that yeah, just no. be the best of all the solutions? <laughs> no, I think you're right, girl. They, they need to get like a – I mean, it, A gimmick. You need a gimmick. Like – a, a a Cam Newton uh, transfer player to you know be a hot shot, and then they need a coach who is going to use that player on. He needs to be offensive minded. Otherwise, you know some programs have the luxury when they hire a new coach to be a defensive mind that's not that flashy like Nick Saban. Um, but to, in order to like really get those high flying recruits and to start like you know, a, a dominoes effect or a domino effect, then you really need to, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, you, you got to make a big splash. And I don't Surely think there is a coach from an island with a name that is hard to pronounce that can install some sort of wing tee mm-hmm. who can get a long-haired Pacific Islander to play lineman. I mean, we've seen that work in places. Um, Navy, Air Force, uh, BYU, to a degree now, is doing that kind of thing. Yeah, Coastal Carolina runs a pretty good option. Yep, Coastal, there, there are gimmick offenses yeah. that are not going to win the SEC for you, but they can beat your non-conference schedule and get you get three you games wins. in the conference, yeah. get you seven wins, and you're off bowling, and everybody's fine at a place like Vanderbilt. It's just if, if Vanderbilt went to a bowl game every year or nine times out of ten, and then one half those, I don't think a coach would ever get fired. Mm-mm. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. Now, David Cutcliffe is a, David is a good example. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Cutcliffe's got to have the quarterback. Yeah. That's yeah. where the issue is. That, that, that's what we're talking about is the ability to get the quarterback, which you're probably not going to do at Vanderbilt. So you have to get an athlete who is faster than everyone else, and that leads to some sort of gimmicky offense. Was Daniel Jones, was he, always, was he like, touted out of high school? I don't remember. I, I didn't know I he existed so. until the Giants drafted him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I would have watched him play in person several times. <laughs> I mean, Jay Cutler went to Vanderbilt, so it's not unheard of for them to get the hot shot quarterback. Yeah. But, you know, it, that those are those are few and far between. And now the competition for those guys is so high. Um, what the, the, the quarterback we're talking about that's not the athlete, the the Chuck and Duck guy, the 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 – the Timmy Changs of the world. Yeah, you need a Timmy Chang. Or, yeah. But that guy's going to Mississippi State now. Yeah. So yeah. now you've even got competition in conference for that dude where you ne- you didn't have that before. Hell, that guy might go to Alabama now for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Jones uh, threw for 7,000 yards and 98 touchdowns in high school. <laughs> Despite these numbers, he was barely recruited coming out of high school and was not ranked by Rivals.com. He originally committed to Princeton University, but eventually committed to Duke to play college football. Smart kid, I guess. 
So you're telling me that the entire infrastructure of rivals and max preps and all those people knew that this guy was not that good of a quarterback. David Cutcliffe coaches him up to the point where the, where the New York football giants ignore all the data and to say, yep, he's our multiple Super Bowl winning Eli Manning. Two-time Super Bowl winning MVP <clears throat> and franchise quarterback Eli Manning. And they ushered Eli out the door to get the kid on the field. They even made him stand up. Like and give a speech. They did. He'll, he'll always be a judge. Like, like a like a like a wife after uh, the <laughs> husband gets caught like cheating. At, like, they did. The they did. Wow, I'm starting to think the New York Giants don't know how to run a football team. Must be something in the water over there in New Jersey. Hey, forget about it. <laughs> this guy gets it. Hey, I have a joke. Um, so that's I have all. a joke. Hey, oh, got that a that accent. Clear hold the on, fucking deck. You know how there's a whole bunch of like Italians up there in Jersey and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I know people you think who are like, going uh, like this when they go to like get a COVID test and like they're like, uh, "Hey, I've been a- asymptomatic," and the doctor's like, "Wait, are you symptomatic or asymptomatic?" Asymptomatic. Hey, hey, what do you think, doc? I got this. I got the asymptomatics. <laughs> Pretty good. The doctor's yeah. like, "So, do you want me to give you the test or not give you the test?" I'm asymptomatic, Doc. What do you? Th- what am we? What, what, am I not getting through to you? Open your ears. <laughs> Shouldn't the doctor say, "Well, that's nice of you to say, but uh, whether you have symptoms or not, you could still be carrying the novel coronavirus." I guess you know. I, that's, I just wanted to, I, you know, I'm working on my 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 five minute set. He's so. getting the tight five good. together, and I can't yeah. wait. I mm-hmm. can't wait for this tight five to come out. <clears throat> I can't wait. Uh, other folks that are on the hot seat, you know, we talked about Harbaugh. We've talked about Sumlin a little bit. Uh, Jeremy, prove it. Prove it. Yeah, he better prove Just it. Just prove it. Damn motherfucker. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep. So what is their record? Are they two Kevin, we didn't now? take any new drugs. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my um, Lord. Did y'all hear the, the kerfuffle that came up when someone called into his to Jeremy Pruitt, Jeremy Pruitt's um, coaching Pruitt. show and said, when are, you going just to, when are you going to admit, coach, that you can't coach ball and go back to Alabama? Man, they got to screen those calls a little better. <laughs> and, and Pruitt had like a – he had a measured, tame sure. response to it. And then everybody got mad at him for even responding to it. Like, he, he can't win. And yeah. he should definitely just go back to Alabama. I'm fine with that. Come on home. Come yeah, on. we. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, back. but they're two and We've six. We've got so many so headsets. The writing so is, uh, and the bad thing is, is I think I said it a couple weeks ago at the beginning of the year. This coaching season, this this uh, football season, is Philip Fulmer gave her, gave him an extension. So, um, that's that's tough. And now he's got COVID. And they're hitched to both of them. Like I think, mm-hmm. as in as much as Pruitt is the problem. Being hitched to Fulmer seems like the problem, too. Like, um, I, I can't think of – are there any of those old names that are working right now? I know, And, again, I know that used to be the way. I know that was the way for all of our young lives growing up, that the athletic director or head of football operations or whatever title they have was some old dude that our uncles and dads sure. knew from when he played. But that ain't the way anymore. That's just not the way. Yeah, now it's more – dudes that have their MBAs or a JD mm-hmm. or something. It's, it's never an old football player. So you're right. The, the, 
business and landscape has changed so yeah. much that you need somebody that's not just the X's and O's and good old boy system. It's, you know, someone that's got the business acumen to transform a, a program. So look at Wisconsin, you know, they've hung with Barry Alvarez sure. for all these years. Yeah, and certainly Wisconsin isn't an embarrassment, mm -hmm. but when you look at the talent that has come through there, they don't mm -hmm. have the trophies to reflect. They just don't. What about uh, Gus Malzahn on the carousel? Is, is he in, is he in trouble? So, They're five and four. It's the, the seventh straight season with four or more losses. Coaches. Are, wait, hang on, hang on, wait, wait, wait. Can you hit me that stat one more time? So the past, uh, he went 12 and two his first year. Mm -hmm. And then he's coached seven years after that. And each one of those years, he's had at least four or more losses for seven years in a row. Yowza! Yeah. I did not, that had not computed with me. Um, woof! Yeah, let me Ooh, I'll, I'll pull it up. Their best year was that year, the 2017, where they went 10 and 2 that regular season. Then they dropped to Georgia in the SEC championship. And then they lost to UCF to finish 10 and 4. Um, give me a second. I'll pull it, pull it up Lord. year by year. I, I have struggled with that since watching the AM game, just thinking about how it would play on our side. We'd be going fucking crazy. Um, so. Yeah, so 2013 is first year they went 12 and 2, made it to the BCS championship game and lost. Then they went 8 and 5, 7 and 6, 8 and 5, uh, then 2017 10 and 4, 8 and 5, 9 and 4 and this year 5 and 4. You can't even mix a 3 year? in that motherfucker. You can't yeah. get me a 3 loss season. Mm -mm. Was the 10 and 4 what what year was it when he got the bit when they were worried he was going to go to Arkansas? That was 2017. They went 10 and 2 uh then they lost to Georgia to, to, in the SEC championship game to go 10-3. and three. And then they re-upped his salary like that next day. Uh, and then they lost to UCF that year. So that was the 10-4. and four. So, yeah, it's seven straight seasons of four more losses. So, you know. Right. I, I want to be objective about this. Let's take out the Saban effect. We're just going to take that off the table. The Alabama stuff, take it out. No Alabama, nothing to do with Alabama. Remove every Alabama game. So he is three and five against Alabama, so I'm taking that out. Take it out. Take all those out. So that's three wins and five losses gone. What, what is there to hang his hat on if you don't look at Alabama at all? Just that first year where they won the SEC. Um, on then, Gene Chizik's players. Yeah, and then 2017, I mean, they won the Gene division. On Gene Chizik's players, that's not crazy. Um, let's talk. So he's an offensive guy. Who are his quarterbacks that he has brought in to Auburn? <laughs> We've already tried this one. Yeah, the quarterbacks <laughs> that, he, that he's developed seem to regress. Uh, uh, I mean, his best Stidham. year was with Nick Marshall, who is a defensive back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Jeremy Johnson, Sean White. Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham, who they kind of ruined. Yeah, he came in and had a, his first year in 2017. He was really good. And then 2018, he came back and they were just not efficient. And I need to be clear. I'm not, appro I'm not approaching this as Alabama fan. I'm just approaching this as the data points in front of me. I will say that if you take those, not taking anything out, uh, if he's lost four or more games for seven years, that's at least 28 losses, right? Nick yeah, Saban over... has 23 losses Oof. in his entire career. 
His overall record is 67 and 35 at Auburn, and he's 38 and 26 in conference. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, 38 and 20. Ooh. Yes. In a conference where he gets to play Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Every year. Every year he gets to play those guys and still has problems. What is Freezer? What is the onus to keep him? I don't know who you get to replace him. I think, you know, Derek I, Mason. That's, I, I just don't Fuller. know where you go. Um, I don't know. Okay. Would, all right. That's, I would, that's I would agree that that is certainly a, a salient point. But let me ask it this way. If you replace him, are they any worse? No, I, I think they can be better. I think that's what it boils down to. I think that uh, they have the opportunity and the facilities and the recruits to to be a little bit better than they are. Um, you like know, every, that record, the record you just listed off at South Carolina is probably fine. Yeah. That record at Mississippi State, probably fine. Ole Miss, probably fine. They build you at, a statue for that. At Vanderbilt, they definitely name everything after you. Um, Tennessee right now certainly would trade places with Auburn. No doubt about it. Um, but you're fucking Auburn, aren't you? Shouldn't that mean something? I mean, uh, it's, it's rough. I mean, five and four in a, you know. And one of those <laughs> losses was to South Carolina. So it's, and it could have been worse. Like Sean said for the past three or four weeks on this podcast, when you would say Auburn's what three four and, and six. two, but really it's yeah. two and four. Yeah, you know, it should be three the, and six. It's some weird <laughs> bounces. So. And if we reintroduce Alabama to this conversation, certainly three wins, one of those wins, the most dramatic win ever. Another of those wins uh, took advantage of a quarterback making his first or second start. But again, brilliant performance. The third one just you knew it was going to happen because that was probably his best team. Yeah. The carry on Johnson team was probably his best team. Um, probably m- might have had a very different season if carry on does not get hurt in that iron bowl. And then they go play Georgia again. They destroyed Georgia that year in the regular season. That's yeah, clearly did. his best team. Um, one thing in common with all those, they all happened in Jordan hair. Did they not? Yeah. That's, uh, you know, which that's, is cauldron. I didn't even think about his three and five record against Alabama and, and the, the click fix being, uh, being one of the, uh, yeah, one of those wins. Now let's talk about the five. Let's yeah. talk about the five losses to Alabama. The, yeah. Their doors get blown off. They I aren't mean, competitive. decimated, mm-hmm. yeah. destroyed, beat to hell and back, made to look less than football. Like it looks like they're not playing football on the other side. Typically, when they get beat, save for the uh, there was a the Derrick Henry year was sort of this weird yeah, game. Yeah, twenty nine to fifteen that yeah, year. Yeah, and then so. the uh, what was the fifty five forty four extravaganza with Blake Sims takes those two but out. All that two may have been my least games, favorite Iron Bowl of all. Time. Oh, I hate it. I still hate it. It will always. Have. I I wouldn't prefer a loss to that, but it's damn close. But he's hadn't performed great against Alabama, and his record against Georgia isn't great. Georgia has blown their doors off. They yes, when they, they play Georgia, Georgia shuts them down and wins like twenty-four to six. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's those are their two biggest rivals. Um, if they give them another year and 
if they can't beat Alabama next year, I, I, I would just 100% say he's out. Are they in um, any different place if they had kept national championship coach winning or national championship winning coach Gene Chiswick? Same. Anything? Yeah, it's the same. He'd so, have about the same record. So, I, honestly, that that does play to you might as well keep – it's cheaper to keep him. Just yeah, this is kind of the opposite of – it's the opposite of the Michigan situation. sounds like situation. a Linda Ronstadt song title. Like Harbaugh hasn't beaten Ohio State, but somehow they keep him. Auburn has beaten Alabama. So at least they have something to to fall back on where Michigan has nothing. So I think we all agree Michigan should cut ties with Harbaugh, but this Auburn situation is kind of like, ugh. It's, it's, it's closer for me at least. I don't know what they should do. Um, and it also speaks to where the fuck are the coaches? Like where are the coaches? Show me the coaches. Like, why is there not somebody there who we can all clearly point to and say, oh, that's the guy? I think the problem with Auburn is I don't know what they need to fix. Because defensively, they've been fine this Mm -hmm. whole time, except for when they're not, and they just get destroyed. Um, Offensively, they've been okay in spurts. Um, They lead the league in weird names and fun nicknames. That is for sure. They got that on lock. They've had at least one Nigerian on their team uh, since 2000, since like 1960. So there's, there's obviously something that I just can't see. Um, I don't understand why the gulf between them and Alabama and Georgia, for that matter, is so big. I, but, and again, that speaks to recruiting. That's just recruiting. Um, why can't they? And they've always been the team that recruited three stars and turned them into four stars. That's sort of what, that's how they've had to operate for most of their existence. Well, if they ain't getting developed, then find somebody who can either recruit them better out of the box or develop them. Cause this is going to go on forever. Get yourself a Scott Cochran. <laughs> There's your answer. Uh, that was, you know, that was the one thing that I think we we did not complete in our uh, coaching carousel talk is the uh, Scott Cochran. Apparently, his media guy or whoever wants to write his about Jimmy Sexton, his Jimmy you know, Sexton, he can't talk or walk, so someone is doing it for him. <laughs> like they, uh, an entire headline I forget the outlet was was devoted to Scott Cochran wanting the Vanderbilt job. I do too. I'd like to say I'd like to have that job too. If they won't hire us at Kansas, I'd like to go coach Vanderbilt. Float our name out there. There you go. go. We're done. I could walk to Nashville for lunch. It'd be fantastic. It'd be great. I'd be rapping with Sarah Fuller all the time, talking about soccer. I'd be having a great time. (laughs) That that actually sounds like you're. uh, You'd be in Nashville. (laughs) Yeah, this is gonna be fun. Me and Jason be. Jason would be the defensive coordinator. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just give away jobs. This is a democracy. Uh, yeah, Jasonson. Um, <laughs> so, but what was uh, funny about the article is that, you know, maybe uh, two paragraphs were devoted to to uh, Scott Cochran um, in total. And then they just, you know, pretty much talked about the firing of Derek Mason and then other people who, uh, who uh, Vanderbilt might go after. Um, Scott Cochran will never be the head coach of any college football team. <laughs> No, he's got to be the worst interviewer. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Gotta be the worst God. interview you ever. Imagine Shawnee. He shows up wearing a fucking tap out shirt. That's already. <laughs> <laughs> then he God, snorts he... that deer antler stuff like five minutes in. He claims it's like a nasal spray. Just he he refuses to be interviewed anywhere but on the squat rack. 
He's doing squats while he's fucking in the interview. He's wearing antlers because it's December. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Festive, festive, festive. And he has weird ideas about race identification that mm-hmm. are off the books. They're not any of the traditional things we know. Like he'll be, he'll get lost in a conversation about Armenians or some shit. <laughs> That's where he'll take it. You know, people, they like to talk about it, the, the genocide that the, the, the Turkish people enacted on them, but I don't believe it. Yeah, that, you got it. You, you know Scott Cochran was interviewed with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he dropped off some literature at uh, the last office in D.C. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, I can't imagine he's, I mean, you know, I take that back. I'm sure somebody will trip over their own feet and, and hire him, but it'll be Tulane or something like that. I just, they do have an opening. <laughs> how yeah, does a all- man that's never coached a position in college football that i know of i don't know what he did pre-alabama so you might tell me he was xyz at directional college um but a man who certainly hasn't coached a position in eight-ish years mm-hmm. is and did he ever coach a position i don't know I, i'm just i'm I gonna give him either. the option that no, maybe i mean he would, I, 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 oh, at alabama no he was no, just, he was just strength and conditioning that's why he yeah. left because they wouldn't make him the defensive coordinator I just, I just imagine that, like, and then Kirby didn't either. That, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, that, that scene is like, hey, coach, I want to be a special teams coordinator. Well, uh, well, Scott, we really can't do that right now. Uh, well, okay, Nick, I gotta tell you, I'm walking out the door. I'm walking out the door, Nick. Okay, let me hit this button for you. No, no, no. Hey, Nick, <laughs> serious. I'm gonna walk out the door. I'm gonna. I have an offer from Kirby. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. Uh, if I don't uh, get Scott, this I, uh, all right, Scott, uh, I wish you the best. Um, I, I think you did a great job for us here. Uh, okay, here done we go. With, could have done with a dozen less preseason injuries to linebackers. <laughs> that would have been great. But you know what? We're all working hard. We're all trying. A dozen less. Mm-hmm. dozen less. Oh. Less. I'm still waiting I... on Christian Miller to get healthy. <laughs> I'm going to walk out that door. I'm walking out right now. Yep. You said that, Scott. And uh, I respect Kirby. you. I got Kirby on the line right here. Hey, I tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll send him a text that says you're on your way. Oh, God. Okay, uh, don't hey, text him for like 15 hey, more minutes. black guy that's always behind me, would you please call Scott a car? <laughs> um, Cedric. Cedric, call Scott a car. After all that, after all that, uh, like during the, the heat of that Saban versus uh, Cochran fight, I bet like his wife walked in on him at like four in the morning asleep on a, on a Barca lounger with like a glass of whiskey in his hand while just like that the commercial that Affleck commercial of him and Saban was just playing on the loop. She just says not again, Scott. Not again. <laughs> or she knocks on the door and he's like rewinding. He's like, oh nothing, nothing, honey. <laughs> Closes his laptop. Oh <laughs> uh, see that's an SEC short. That's a better one. Yeah. That's how to do it. That was on the fly too. God damn. Um, all right. Believe it or not, we haven't gotten to the SEC yet. Uh, well, it just means more. It just means more. means more. Just yeah, means more. Um, Where's that lady at? Why can't we get her back? We chased her away, right? Yeah. Y'all were mean to her, and now she's gone forever. My sweet Jimsy princess is gone forever. She was a Jimsy princess. Mm-hmm. Just dancing on the on the sands. She didn't even need shoes, boys, and her, her clothes were so loose-fitting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you know Joe Diffie died this year? Yeah, yeah. I like did six, at some point. Like six months ago. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to the SEC. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where Joe Diffie lives on in our hearts forever. Hell fucking yeah. Does anybody, specifically in Knoxville, Tennessee, did anybody actually expect Tennessee to put up a fight against Florida? 
even at home. Uh, they were starting a brand new quarterback. They'd uh, officially uh, have given up on the Garantano experiment after 12 years. Um, <laughs> Florida wasn't crisp. Uh, Kyle Did Trask not come out hot. Padded those stats. He threw 49 times. You know, I think there's an issue there with him padding his stats, but Florida won the game. Tennessee tacked on some late window dressing touchdowns, but uh, Florida clinched the division. Uh, as a result of that win. The Hankins yeah. curse is broken, guys. It's broken. It is broken. You called it. Didn't you do so hot it. on the other side, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've we've got a much else in the uh, in the SEC East. Um, More like least. You know, we, we really need to. Oh, uh, was this week when Missouri and Arkansas were drunk as shit? Yeah. yeah My God. Just a wackadoodle. Like, I don't know what. Arkansas may be the weirdest team I've ever seen. Like, I've never seen anything like this outfit. And and Missouri may or may not suck. I don't know. Well, Missouri is now ranked in the college football playoff. I think they're 25. They're 5-3. and three. Eli <laughs> Drinkwitz probably should win coach of the year. For uh, sure. So, Who did they kudos lose for to? Them. Alabama? Alabama, Florida, and I think uh, – no, they beat LSU. Yeah. 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 They lost to Tennessee. They started out 0-2. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was when we thought Tennessee was back. Yeah. So they lost to Alabama, Tennessee, and Florida, but they've won the rest. Good for them. They play Georgia this week. If they can beat Georgia, you know, definitely give that guy Coach of the Year award and for the SEC. They might, be, they might be beatable. Yeah. Maybe. They might be beatable. They don't have a quarterback. I have a, I have a suspicion the players are – maybe not on Kirby smart at large, but they're, they're calling it a quits on the year. Yeah. I mean, I can see that if, if a team like Georgia or those players who are used to at least being mentioned in the playoff uh, conversation, they're going to pull what Alabama pulled against Oklahoma. We have certainly seen that in bowl game after bowl game that did not, did not involve a national championship. And that's essentially what this is because normally this game wouldn't exist, or it would be. I guess Georgia Tech would be sure. in the. You know, you're going to gear up to beat them, but no. What's what is there to play for? Georgia Nothing. Georgia doesn't just be by virtue of the fact that they lost so many last year. Um, they they don't have that many you know high profile players that could declare for the draft early that are seniors or juniors. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple. If a couple didn't come out and say, yeah, I'm just going to. I mean, old Kobe's out there, and there's plenty of cats saying, ah, Kobe. Oh, Kobe's out here. I ain't coming. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the West. The Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. Jim West, Desperado. Going to save rider. Selma Hayek from a big metal spider. Um, <clears throat> what do we do here, guys? Is there anything to talk about the, the, <laughs> the Auburn A&M game? Auburn played well for three quarters. and that a surprise at all? The Mm -hmm. rug got pulled out from under them. There was a tip pass that could have been intercepted. Texas A&M caught it for a touchdown and never looked at – never had any problems after that. That gave Texas A&M the lead in the fourth quarter, 21-20. to And uh, I don't know. Auburn looked okay. The the big mystery here, the thing to talk about is, did somebody just unplug Jordan-Hare? Yeah. Like, what the fuck happened? Are, were there were there no blood sa- – whatever magic that they do. Um, I was watching the game with my six-year-old, and he said, uh-oh, this is when Auburn starts their mess. Yeah. And then they didn't start their mess. Like, yeah. what happened? And, like, it even went against them because there was that that pass that was clear – it was incomplete, right, that they gave A&M mm-hmm. credit for. Is that how that worked? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that call always goes Auburn's way. Yeah. In the crazy witch's cauldron that is Jordan Hare. Um, I don't know what, like, that's a, that is a terrible loss. Not because a and is a bad team or even because Auburn played poorly, but, like, the one thing we can always depend on didn't even happen. The crazy wackiness did not even start. And that's where it gets scary. When the devil has left your side, what <laughs> left could you could you have? <laughs> um, with that, I think it's time to talk some Tide. Theme song. The theme song. We're talking, 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 like talking, talking, talking Tide. Tide. We're going to kick their ass and recruit. Let's get a bride. We're going to kick their ass every time they see us. Roll Tide, what? Fuck you. That's yeah, when, what the theme song is. Yeah. When, I forgot he said that. I, forgot I did Orzer. too. It compl- I, I'd forgotten all about it because I, in the moment I was like, look, he won. It's a big win. First time in what, eight years at that point. Yeah. Um, they're having a magical season. He's a crazy man. We know him to be a crazy man. I'm going to let that go. And then I, they I, went I don't think he meant fuck you. Right. It was like a, a general. Yeah. Sure. Um, but as soon as I saw it in print leading up to the game, my fangs came out. <laughs> I'm yeah. ready. I'm fucking yeah. ready. Yeah. I was feeling this before it got canceled. I really wanted to be played whatever three weeks ago. I was like, this is the game that I think our team is clearly it was a revenge factor game. Um, all the hullabaloo last year when they stomped on the logo, they gave him the Gatorade bath and they didn't do it any other game last season. It was against Alabama. It wasn't a, for winning the SEC or the national championship. championship. Uh that was, you know, it, it rubbed a lot of people, uh, especially me, the wrong way, and definitely those players, because uh, Alabama came out hot in that first half, 470 yards and 45 so points. It doesn't get much better uh, for an Alabama team or any team seeking revenge to just go there and blow their doors off. I mean, if, if, if a Nick 17 scores 45 in, in the first half. Without, like, a defensive – interception pick yeah. six or a block just punt it was all thumping. offense just you're gonna beat your you, ass you almost know that they won't score more than 10 in the second half. correct <laughs> like, which right, sucks guys. but We've it is fun to here. say we're on pace to win 90 to mm-hmm. 14 and it could have happened <laughs> it could have like i just want to revel in the fact that we scored 49 and 55 period First of all, that I'm ne- I don't ever want to lose sight of that being a novelty because my God, we spent so many years where it was ten and six, um, but we did that against Auburn and LSU in back-to-back yeah. weeks. That's fucking crazy. Fantastic, and I mean, you know, not that the, these games aren't on the, or the, not that these games are on the same level, but you know, we also did that to Kentucky and Mississippi State. There were mm-hmm. just two weeks of nothingness. And Tennessee, honestly. Yeah. yeah Ever since Georgia. Georgia, we've been stomping ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what gets me, what I, and I look, LSU is clearly, by their record, terrible. Clearly, they're terrible. However, they look like LSU. That is the thing that I can't understand, is those players look like LSU players. They clearly have speed, they have size, they have strength. Those running backs, when they broke, were gone. Mm-hmm. There was no catching them. Um, Their quarterback is not great yet, but he has the potential to be a good quarterback. Like he has a skill set. But I think it's to Freezer's point. Those players did not like what happened last year. 
and they were hell-bent for leather to take it out. Devontae Smith was uncoverable. And he's good. He's great. Um, but we I have still – go, Shawnee. Sorry, I, I just – you know, I've, I've seen Devontae play for three years now, and it's – I always fucking forget how much speed he has at, at the end, how much top speed he yeah. really has. Yeah, he, Well, the thing with Devontae – is and I, watching him just carve up LSU. Just is it because he's so he is Brandon Brooks size. He is so fucking small too, so skinny and so small. Is that how he just gets? He finds his way open. And his route running is incredible. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like I mean, he he has very precise route running, and he never checks up. Also, he has a very good quarterback, and he knows if he knows if he's open exactly when to look up and find the ball because the ball is going to be there. Like yeah. if you watch some of those long, especially in this LSU game, if you watch two or three of those long touchdowns he caught, he's in full sprint and the ball is way out yeah. and he hasn't even checked for it. And then he <laughs> checks one time where he thinks the ball is and that's where it is. And then he's in the end zone. But we have seen Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, uh, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, and I'm probably missing two or three really great receivers that we've had in there. He makes them all look sluggish. And yeah. he was the slow one last year. Yeah. Yeah. He's the slow one. He went, and yeah, when, after Judy and Ruggs. Yeah. When, and when Waddle went out this year, everybody's like, oh, man, they're, gonna, they're not going to suffer. Because Devontae's – and then the catch the, – I'm seeing so much football that I'm rarely going to be like, oh, shit, what just happened? But the one-handed stab in the back of the end zone, I was out of my seat. Like, what the fuck did I just see? It was fantastic. Like, how was, was this fantastic. dude doing this? Um, it's just uh, – it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's like you said. I don't think we'll – of course, the schedule won't ever pan out like this. But to get the, the your two biggest division rivals back-to-back and to put a beating on both of them like that, I don't think we'll see it again just – because the schedule won't work out. And then I, you know, I think those teams will get better and Alabama won't be as good. It's, I don't know, probably the two most complete offensive weeks, I guess three, if you roll it back to Kentucky, you know, that we, that we've seen and we might ever see. Also guys, how about like um, 2020, the pandemic just happening when like, you know, you have to go, you have to play like Georgia you know, you have to go at, uh, at Tennessee was never going to be a big deal, but we were going to have to play that game you know, Death Valley, you know, with a, yeah. with a big humming crowd. Can you imagine what that crowd would be like, you know, this year if there was no pandemic? So Alabama's really lucked out a good bit on this, uh, <laughs> this year, I think. But they did get Death Valley at night. It, got, it was mm-hmm. everything, like everything narratively. It was time for LSU to make their stand. All, all of the story points were in place. This was the – they didn't need to win the game. They didn't need to win it. They just needed to show up, and they, they couldn't didn't. do that. No. I, and, and there is no – quarterback's a problem. Quarter, defensive coverages are a problem. But I, it's, I don't think it's just talent gap. I mean, like, the fucking Alabama center was showing his ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, I'm watching it with a six-year-old, and that right there, Shawnee, is what he did all night long. Good Every for time him. he that caught is... a touchdown as I was passing to him, he gave him the Dixon fingers, point, <laughs> point, point, point. He loved it. Like, they're just – Najee Harris has, I don't know, seven touchdowns. 
um, breaks long runs, does all the things they said he couldn't do. Mac Jones is my quarterback of the forever. I never want him. I only <laughs> want Mac Jones's from now on. Don't get Bryce Young can leave today. Replace mm-hmm. <laughs> him with a Mac Jones. I only want Mac Jones's playing quarterback. But we fucking just beat Auburn and LSU in the same year, and we Almost. scored a hundred on them combined. Not bad. It's not a bad. Not a bad. And we gave up. Not about eight days for the. uh... Gave up bullshit touchdowns too. Mm -hmm. Both games could have been much worse. You know, compared the the past eight days to the um, the the eight days after uh, like starting when we got blown out by Clemson and then lost. Like everybody declared. Yeah. uh, Lost like (laughs) half of our coaching staff, et cetera. Frieza, Um, what do you think that? how that plays a part into this year. I know there's a lot of data, extra data this year with COVID and this thing and that thing. But what do you think it meant to have the complete coaching staff just come back and everything be the same? I think the consistency was more important than ever to have the same people there, the people you're used to. Uh, I think it made a big difference. Um, But the weird thing is we had some coaches miss this past game and we had Nick Saban miss the uh, the Auburn game. The, the there's so much structure in place that it, it's just been amazing just to see that even with the hurdles that have been in, in front of Alabama that have popped up, that it's everything seems to be gelling this year. You know, knock on wood, anything could happen. But I don't know. It just seems seems like things are going Alabama's way. Just everything is. So I do want to like. I feel like we should balance this out with some criticism. Why the fuck do we keep the starters in for so long? <laughs> I think they they really wanted to to get some uh, icing on the cake, some some <laughs> some more touchdowns, some sweet touchdowns, sweet touchdowns. Like there were so many touchdowns in that game, I can't remember most of them. <laughs> okay, okay. There's another one. There's another one. Um, I, oh. again, Landon Landon uh, Dickerson was probably the the star of the show. Um, not just for the. Uh, I guess he just does that whenever he thinks a uh, um, his Somebody's blocking par- yeah. partner is offsides. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the uh, post game conf- uh, press conference, he said, "Well, I mean, you do that to somebody, you just a ref's gonna gonna throw that flag." <laughs> he said it. He said it. <laughs> it's like, really? Do you just have to do that to anybody, and that's just five yards every time? <laughs> Why have yep. you not been doing this the entire time? <laughs> and then and then he got poked. He got like a like a finger in his chest after a, and took a big old bump. Mm-hmm. Took a big old bump. Um, I think I heard somebody right at the end. It looked like somebody was going to get the Gatorade to pour on Saban, and I just no, please God, don't. No, he just got over COVID, boys. We can't risk this, and he's <laughs> gonna a, be mad in a brisk forty-three degree weather. In, and uh, then it's yeah. gonna be twenty-one to sixteen next week. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, probably. No doubt about it. Most likely. It will be a dumb Arkansas game because that's what happens. God. But I'm going to drink it in. I'm going to drink it in for right now. It's been a good, surreal two weeks. Mm-hmm. 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 I always think back to the Auburn fan that called in to the Fine Bomb Show. I think this might have been right after the 2009 National Championship. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want them to think about this. Ask any Alabama fan, has their last 10 years been better than my last 10 years? Well, buddy, if you're listening, fuck you. 
Roll Tide. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this has been episode 185 of Throw the Flag. Uh, if you like what you're listening to, go to ttfnetwork.com. And if you would, uh, also, if you like what you're listening to, uh, tell a friend. Why is that, Freezer? Because we thrive on word of mouth. What? What? Um, anything we're looking for in particular next week? I was excited about seeing Michigan get the shit kicked out of them, but they took yeah. that away from me. Oh, well. Um, no. No. I think I might go to the mall now. When it Get that fucking nooner in me, Freezer. Get that fucking hot noon Alabama yeah, that, kickoff that in me. Kickoff, oh, first time this season. I do enjoy a good nooner. Uh, a whole day to myself. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. You want some company up there? Hmm? I think I've got some. Don't worry about it. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> episode 185, uh, throw the flag. Let's end this episode like we end every episode. How's that, boys? One, two, three. Oh, Surprise, surprise, so you rub your eyes Never knew you the yes, so cool as eyes Hear the fights then, they'll be stupefied Ducks categorize us as hard cries That's a lie, we know why we're occupiers The words would obscure style and these are higher Profiles are low as soon as we go as a Oh